Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And um, oh, Holy Father. Holy Father, we stand in awe of you. Thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your presence at all times in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for being here today. Thank you for touching our hearts. Thank you for bringing us to this place this morning. Everything we do here, we just want to do it for your glory. Everything we say, we just want to do it for your glory. Holy Father, I pray that we might be able to focus on your word today, that our hearts may receive the good bread, the bread of life through Jesus Christ. I thank for every person that's here this morning, Lord. I thank you for what you want to do in their lives, Lord. I thank you that they will receive, receive power and receive, go to a higher level of relationship with you, Father. Thank you, Father, and for me, Lord, I pray that you give me the words to say, so I'm just an instrument in your hands, Lord. Thank you, Father, Holy Spirit, fill this place this morning. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, amen. So today I want to talk about um, prayer, and whenever I stand here, I always like to start with prayer because of the effects of prayer in a Christian's life. But before I go there, I want to touch on a testimony that when Wendolene um, shared with us last week, she's not here today, but that really, really blessed me. And that's what really uh, prompted me to talk about prayer today and what is prayer, what is praying, and why sh we should be praying at all times. And when shared with us that she had been struggling for a long time with the driving, she's now in her 60s, she's got a problem with her ear where she can't hear properly. Uh, but she's, a, she's a, a, a lovely worker for the kingdom of heaven and she goes and talks in prisons and she goes as a messenger of the word to places where there's so much need for, um, to receive life and to receive hope. And, and that's what she does. And, and she was told by the people she works with, I'm not sure, um, but she was told that if she wanted to go to other places, she needed to drive. And obviously she didn't have a driving license, so that was gonna come as a challenge. But you know, when the Lord gives you a calling, he makes sure that you get there no matter how, you know, he removes every, every obstacle. So when came to me uh, back in February, March this year, uh, we were just finishing the prayer on a Sunday morning and she, she, we, we just started talking and then the driving conversation came up. I was very uh, sympathetic about it because I struggled with driving. I became uh, anxious. I started having panic attacks when I was driving. It was a really, really difficult time in my life. But only the Lord got me through and prayer got me through and faith got me through. So all I could do when I was hearing Wen's experience and her fear and her anxiety, I was seeing myself there. I was seeing myself in that desperation where I needed some kind of hope to know that I could get there. And the Lord used me that morning. And I thank God for that because, you know, uh, he uses us all the time. And those experiences that we live are always to be used for um, the benefit of someone else. And I thank God that he prompted me to pray for her. 
And before she told me much, you know, we discussed a little bit about what she was going through. And then I said, okay, stop. We need to do something that's more important than you telling me about the driving instructor and your problems. And I, and I grabbed her hand and I said, come with me. And I took her to my car outside and I said, you sit on the driving seat. But this is what the Holy Spirit prompted me to do. I wasn't really planning everything. That all happened naturally. And we went and sat in the seat of my car. And I, and I said, we're going to pray when. We're going to pray that you're going to get through this and that God is going to help you and that you're going to overcome that obstacle. Whether it's the hearing, whether it's the anxiety, the Lord is going to get you through. And that, <laughs> that morning, we prayed. We set fire in my vehicle. We really prayed. We were, we were crying. We were crying because we really had the presence of the Lord that morning. But the, the, the thing here is that we did it with faith. We believed that the Lord was hearing our prayer and that the Lord was going to get us, was going to get her through. And we activated that faith through the word of God. We started declaring some verses. All, all things I can do in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. But every prayer was sealed with the name of Jesus. That is the key ingredient in prayer, the name of Jesus. And to God's glory, because it's not for my glory, I'm only an instrument in God's hand. She shared with us the last uh, month or so, she passed her driving test. And now she's driving. And that's, that's something that only God could have done because she's in her 60s. She had hearing problems. She didn't believe in herself. But with God's power through prayer, anything, anything is possible for those who believe. Amen. Amen. So that's why I wanted to start with this because it really encourages my faith when I see the mighty hand of God being moved through our prayers. Hallelujah. So a couple of points here. So um, what is prayer? So we have someone that left us a model about prayer. We have Jesus. Jesus was constantly praying and he taught us how to pray. Um, when you think about, when you read the word and you, and you look at how Jesus prayed, you can see that it was just a conversation with the Father. That's what prayer is. It's an intimate act of communication with the Father. It's very personal. Sometimes we do it as a group. Sometimes we do it for others. But I believe that intimate communication with the Father is what really causes a transformation in you and a level of relationship with God that people are going to want some of what you've got. It's going to be so evident. So prayer is just an act of communication, intimate. And it's through the Word of God. So we can use the Word of God. We can, we can read some of the verses. We can read some of the promises. There's lots of promises in the Word. There's so many testimonies like whence for men that prayed, prayed, and prayed, and they saw the hand of God move to their favor. So we need to use the Word of God when we pray. So intimate act of communication through the Word of God. Prayer is also an act of dependence to God. When I go and pray to God, it means that I need him, that I need something from him, especially when you seek God first before seeking anyone else. That is a dependence to God. 
that you realize that you can do that on your own, but that if you go to him by faith, you know that God will do it for you. And that's, that's dependence on him. And obviously, it has to be done by faith. So I'd like to touch on a few verses just to encourage your faith this morning of how God expects your prayer. He expects you to pray. He expects you to talk to him. He expects you to come and seek him first before anyone else. So we start with uh, Matthew 21, 22. Matthew 21, 22. Um, It says, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. So again, the element of faith is fundamental through prayer. So I'll read it again. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Amen. Um, now let's go to Mark eleven twenty-four. Mark eleven twenty-four. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Amen. And then we move to 1 John 5.15. 1 John 5.15, it says, And since we know he hears us when we make a request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. I'll read it again. And since we know he hears us, When we make a request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So if we know that the Father is hearing our prayer, we will know, we also know immediately that he's going to give us what we ask for. Thank you, Lord. So that's prayer. That's prayer is just coming and putting your request to the Father It's having that communication with him through faith, believing, believing. That is the ultimate effect of prayer, the the element of prayer. You must believe that you will receive it. Just like we were here this morning before I started speaking, I believe the Father was hearing my prayer, that he might give me words today to speak. I believe that every morning when I pray to the Father, he hears me. I believe that he gives me. He always, always answers me pray- my prayers. So um, why do we need to pray? So prayer is not an obligation. It's a lifestyle in Christianity. Christians, we're called Christians because we, fo- we follow Jesus. We're followers of Jesus. So when we follow someone, we want to be like that person. So we pray because we want to be like Jesus. And in that respect, prayer becomes a need in our lives. It's not a duty, it's not something you have to do because somebody tells you to do it, but it's something you have to do because it's a need for you. It's a benefit for your soul. It's because that's who we are, followers of Christ. So through Jesus, we see that prayer is an act of communication. So he's talking to God intimately for the reason to have a strong relationship with him, to have an active relationship with him. Jesus 
teaches us that prayer is not repetitions. Prayer is not to repeat what's in a book or on the internet. Prayer is natural, is from you, um, and it's very simple. It's very simple. Sometimes you think you have to come up with all these funny moves or these uh, words that you don't know, but it's very simple. It's as simple as saying, uh, Father, thank you for this day. Father, thank you for my job. Father, thank you that you're near me. You know, it's very, very simple, so it's easily accessible as well. And, and also, the benefit of having that constant communication through prayer is that we get, we get close to him, and we remain in unity. And the Lord says that if we abide in him, he will abide in us. So again, this is why it is a need. We need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit and the Father to abide in us. So I actually want to read a verse on that in John 15, 4. John 15, 4. It says, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So what Jesus is saying here is that through the communication, through the relationship with the Father, through the dependence to the, with the Father, from the Father, that's how we're going to start producing fruit as well. And Pastor Alan touched on this last week. He said, you can tell that someone has been born again because of the fruits that they have produced. And you see, in the world, a lot of people have produced fruits. Uh, success, money, material things, so many stuff, they have produced fruits. But those fruits don't always last because they're not from the vine. They're not from the, from the vine yet. Unless we are in the vine, we won't produce good fruits because you can produce fruit, but it's not necessarily good fruit. If you want fruit that will last, it has to be from the creator. That is your vine, the creator, because who knows best? Who knows you best than the creator? So prayer acts as the connection with the Father where you will grow spiritually, physically, in all areas of your life. The other thing that happens when we communicate with the Father is that we're able to seek for advice. So we need God's wisdom in our lives. A lot of the times we are in situations where we get so desperate that we just act upon our own flesh and our own minds and our own strengths. But that's not the way to go. That's why Jesus always prayed first. That's why Jesus always communicated first, because he wanted to make good decisions. Because who knew best but his father who gave him the purpose? And it's the same for us. Who knows best for your life than the father who created you and gave you a purpose as well? So if we go to the father for wisdom, he will show us what to do. He, he, he said he would leave us the Holy Spirit so that we can go and discern the thoughts of the Father, 
So if I'm in a situation where, where I'm stuck, where, I'm, where everything seems to get worse and worse, I can go and say, God, give me wisdom. What am I supposed to do here and how? And the Lord reveals you. The Lord reveals you. So you see, that's prayer. Prayer is not just to go and repeat and repeat the same thing. There's so many things we can do through prayer. And the, and the manifestation of prayer after is amazing. It's God's hand moving for your favor. So seeking the Father every morning in prayer is asking, Father, help me in my job. Father, help me with my colleagues. Father, help me with my children. Help me in every situation. Again, depending from God, depending on God fully, where you just want God to, to show you what you need to do with, with everything. So that's the first one. Why we need to pray? Because we need that communication and relationship with the Father, like Jesus did. The other thing that we need prayer for is for protection. We need protection because the word says that there is an enemy, there is an adversary in this world. And by adversary, it means that you as a Christian, we have an adversary called the enemy, called the devil, called Satan. And the reason that he is against us is because he hates God's creation. He hates everything about God. He wants to be bigger than God, but we know that there's only one that's almighty and all-powerful in Jesus' name. So the enemy is trying to attack God's creation. So the enemy is trying to attack you. The enemy is trying to attack your family, your job, and that's why we need prayer. Prayer is protection. It's an armor of protection. There are so many verses in the Bible where Jesus taught us and then the apostles of how to pray for protection. So we can pray for protection for us. We can pray for protection for our families, for our loved one, for someone that you saw uh, that needs protection. This morning, for example, as I was driving here, I had a car that was driving recklessly behind me, so I moved, I let him move, move away. And then, you know, I looked, at the, I looked at the driver and I could tell that they were possibly on drugs or drunk because of the, the way they looked. And me and my mom, we started praying for them. And we started praying for any cars that will be around them because these guys are obviously not in the best in the best mind and they're dangerous for anyone else but we can pray for protection and what happens when you pray for protection is that the atmosphere around you and this is when faith is a must angels of heaven come around you angels of heaven come around your family they change the atmosphere of that place they change i believe that when i'm in the car i have angels sitting with me i believe that when i leave my home I have angels around me. I believe that when my husband goes to work, I believe the angels of the Lord are around him because that's what the word tells me, yeah. that the angels of the Lord are always surrounding us. But we need to pray for that. We need to ask for that. The other thing we, we can use is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is protection. The blood of Jesus covers us from the attacks of the enemy, the blood of Jesus scares the enemy away, straight away. And the moment you call the name of Jesus, the word says that the enemy will flee. So anything that the enemy is reminded that you carry Jesus, he won't be able to come near you. And that's why the Father gave us Jesus. 
because he says that nothing will happen to the children of God because we've got Jesus, we have his blood. And on top of that, we have the armor of God. We have the armor of God where we can cover every part of our bodies, every part of our, of our mind. We can cover ourselves. We're fully, fully protected every morning. And it's not a thing to be fearful of. It's a thing that we, that we should be joyful about because we are in this world and we don't deny the things that are happening in the world. We're not ignorant to the things that are happening in the world, but we know that we are more than conquerors and we're more than winners. We're in the winning side because of Jesus. So we can pray for protection. Hallelujah. Um, the other th reason why we should be praying is so that we can exercise authority. So I've divided authority into two points here because I believe we need to exercise, exercise God's authority in our lives. So when, when the Father created the, the earth, he created Adam and Eve, and he created paradise for them. But as Adam and Eve sinned, they broke that relationship, they broke that connection with the Father. So from that point, the Father has given us free will. So free will means that you can choose, you can decide for yourself what you want. So, but now through Jesus, we're able to, to decide whether we wanna walk again with the Father, we wanna reconcile with the Father, we wanna go to heaven with the Father, we now have that free will to choose. And that's why some people, they just live like there's no tomorrow because the Lord is a gentleman. He won't force anyone to walk with him. But he's given us such an amazing gift that for those who believe and choose to walk with him, they will be blessed. They will be greatly blessed. So prayer is telling God, God, I want your will in my life to be done. And again, this goes back to the wisdom part, because sometimes we just, we just want God to do our will, but it's the other way around. If you wanna be fruitful and you, wanna, and you want to be a successful product of God's creation, you need to ask God, God, May your will be done in my life. And trust me, everything will just flow so naturally. So, so naturally. Because you're connecting to the source, to the source of your soul and your heart. And there will be no other result than you being a fruitful creation. So we need to exercise the authority in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, whenever you can think of. God, just do with my life whatever you want to do. And again, that goes for other people, your friends, your boss, that lady in the car, I don't know. You know, that's, that's who, we, who we are. We just, we just pray for people because we love them. So that's one type of authority, God's authority in my life, but also I can exercise the authority that Jesus has given me through the word of God and through faith. Um, let's go to Luke 10, 17, 20. Luke 
Luke 10, 17, 20. When the, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because the spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And this last part when it says, don't rejoice because the evil spirits obey you, but rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. That's what I was trying to say. It's not earlier. It's not that now we're going to be aware that the enemy is all, all over us and now we become fearful. No, we rejoice because we are above the enemy, because the authority that Jesus has given us, because Jesus has given all authority and he left that authority to us. So when we pray, we can exercise the authority. And then again, Lee was talking about that authority last week when he gave his testimony. He said he was driving and then suddenly there was this light, this flashing light. And then he says that it was a speeding ticket. You know, it's not the thing you want to hear. You think of money, you think of the points, you think how that's going to affect your insurance. You think of all the consequences. But Lee didn't stay on that. Lee immediately exercised the authority of Jesus in that car and say, what did you say, Lee? Could you give us the exact words, please? I don't want to change anything. I command. I cancel it. Hallelujah. And it's that simple. It's that simple. As soon as you feel that something is coming against you, that something is coming against what the Lord has given you, you can activate the authority and by faith it will, it will go. Because the outcome for this is that Lee never had to pay any fine. Lee never lost any points. And the glory be to God. And the glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we can exercise that authority and prayer is I love that part about prayer, you know. More than asking, I love to exercise my authority in Jesus Christ. You see, when I was going through the car situation, yes, it was scary. Yes, I was very anxious. I couldn't handle the panic attacks. But I was always fighting in that vehicle. I don't know what people were seeing when they were driving next to me. But I was always exercising authority. And by God's grace, here I am. I never had an accident. And I'm driving again for God's glory. Because we have authority. And it says, it says that we, can, uh, we have all power. I have given you the authority over all the power, all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions. So he's talking about snakes and scorpions because they're poisonous, because they're deadful creatures. If a scorpion bites someone or a snake bites someone, the poison will kill them straight away. But nothing will injure us. So Jesus tells us, go and exercise my authority and stay assured, stay safe and confident that you won't be injured, that that scorpion is not going to bite you. The poison of that snake is not going to have any effect in your body because of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then the next one, why should we pray? Because we need to live with a heart full of gratitude to the Father. 
because everything that you see here today was given to us by the Father. And the way I normally start my prayer is by thanking the Father for a new day of life. And I believe that sometimes we underestimate those things that are so important. We underestimate to thank God for the oxygen that we breathe every morning. We forget to thank God for the legs that take us walking to places, for the arms, for the brain, for everything. You can go as, as deep as you want to go. That is your intimate communication for the, with the Father. As much as you want to be thankful for, you could be there forever. That's the only warning I give you. But every day you have something to be grateful for. And we need to live with a grateful heart. There's a, a teaching that really touched me from Pastor Alan a few years ago, and he talked about the ten leopards. Leopards, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, so the ten leopards. Uh, Jesus, uh, these leopards bump into Jesus, and then he heals them all, and they all walk away healed, but only one of them comes back to say thank you for healing. And sometimes we forget to thank God for the things that we have prayed for and that we have seen manifested in our lives. We get the joy that, oh yes, it's gone, it's happened now. But we forget to thank him. So through prayer, whenever it is, throughout the day, you can say, Lord, thank you for the food that I'm about to eat. Lord, thank you for the car so I can come to work. Lord, thank you that I know that you are keeping my family safe whilst I'm not with them. Thank you, Lord. There's so much to be grateful for. And what happens is that when you live in gratitude, that is an act of worship to the Lord. It's an act of worship. It's an act of exaltion, saying, I didn't do it, but you did it. Thank you. I didn't cancel that, that fine in, for the speeding. It was you. It was your power that canceled that for me. That's an act of worship, and you might end up dancing and, and praising with your hands, but that is prayer too. It's just communicating with the Father. It's, it's, it's so important that we do that, that we live grateful, that we acknowledge that God is our giver and our provider in everything, in every single thing. Everything that you have, the Father, was his will that you had it. Every, every member of your family, it was his will that you had that member of the family. Everything, everything. So we need to remember that as well. And, and sometimes what I find when, that when you start your prayer with gratitude, it's easier to get into that atmosphere of prayer. It's easier to come and say thank you than to start asking for something. It's easier to bring God's presence to your room when you start saying thank you for being my God and my Father. Thank you for giving me Jesus. Thank you for taking me out from eating with the pigs. Thank you for making me the prodigal son. When I walked away, you were ready for me again. You opened your, your arms to me and you gave me a fine dress and you gave me a ring and you gave me a room in your house. You see how much we need to be grateful for? There's so much we, can, we have in our heart that we haven't told the Lord. Amen. The other thing I think is important with, with prayer is praying at night. I'm not sure how much we pray at night, and it's, it's difficult because for those who work and the ones who don't, we, we're tired, we're busy, and sometimes we forget to pray, but I think it's really, really important that we always command 
we, we command our lives to Jesus as, as we go to sleep. Because sleep is 50% of our lives. 50% of our lives. And once we sleep, our, our, our bodies are, are not conscious. And we don't know what's, what's happening. But if we know that the angels of the Lord are around us, that the, angel, that the, that the Lord keeps our sleep, that the, the, the Lord keeps us as we, as we go to rest, that's really, really important as well. And it's important to thank him for the night as well, because it's the time we get to rest our bodies, and it's the time we get to, to be restored again physically for the next day. Amen. And then the last one, and I left it last uh, on purpose, and that is request. We need to pray because we have requests, because we have needs, because we have a petition to make to God. And I've left it last because sometimes people believe that prayer is just asking something. And yes, the word told us earlier that we should be asking, and if we ask by faith, we shall receive. But it's very important that before we thank God for everything, and that we invite his presence, and that we truly make this an intimate act with him. So I think when, when we talk about requests, there's always, um, and this goes for non-Christians as well, there's always um, an understanding that that's all that God can do for us, just uh, do something for us or help us with something. Uh, but there's, there is more, more to that. There is more to that. So I can, I can either make a request for myself, I can ask the Lord something for myself, or, or I can ask the Lord for something for someone else which is called intercession, which is praying for someone else. Um, I'll go to Matthew 7, 7 to help me with that point. Okay, so Matthew 7, 7, effective prayer. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So I like the title of that message because it's called Effective Prayer. So yes, we can go to God and ask for things. Yes, we can go to God and make requests. And yes, the Lord delights to the fact that you go and ask him and not anyone else because that's why he's your God, because he's your only source. So yes, he delights on that. But then Jesus also teaches us effective prayer. Because sometimes we pray, but we don't, we're not praying properly. We're not praying properly, and that's why nothing is happening, nothing is changing, because we don't know how to pray. And I tell you what, God always, always answers prayer. One thing Andrew taught me was that we shouldn't pray for what we want, but for what we need. Because God is sovereign, and only he knows how he's going to do that. So when we, so those are the things that we need to shift. It's not, Lord, I want this, I want that. Lord, I need this. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, do you want to give me this? You know, it's an intimate, intimate. You, you talk to the Lord your own way. This is my way. But sometimes we get frustrated because you've been praying and praying and nothing has happened. Well, maybe your prayer has not been a proper prayer. Has it been a prayer that's been rushed and you're just doing it for your own interest? You see, what I like is that when Jesus prayed, he was always looking to give God the glory so that when anything happened, the glory went to God and not to him, to Jesus himself. 
So that's what we, we, need to, we need to be a bit more mindful of. Is this going to be for my own glory? Is this so that people can see what I've achieved, what I've done, what I've done by myself? Or is this something that God wants to use me for to give himself glory in front of other people? I have to keep saying about the driving. I was asking, Lord, please, because I, I had to drive 45 minutes away from Pitsy. And, and it was an absolutely horrible situation, but I needed my job, I needed to earn money. And, and I was really, really frustrated um, because it was about a year and a half where I was on and off, I would get better, and then the attacks would come back. And, and, and I was saying, Lord, please, I, Lord, I pray that one day I will get up and I will drive properly again. Lord, I pray that one day I will just take the car and will drive like nothing had happened. But then the Lord, didn't answer my prayer like that. He had something else in mind because he knew that that's not what I needed. Maybe I didn't need to drive 45 minutes. Maybe I didn't need to be in that place. Maybe it was my time to be moved somewhere else for his glory, for his glory. So what happened is that I was fasting, I was praying. Yes, the Lord uh, really strengthened me throughout that time. My faith increased amazingly. I was I was receiving transformation. I was receiving transformation, because remember what I said earlier. You, as you connect to your source, you start being fruitful. And I was getting spiritually fruitful, and I was growing. But the Lord didn't answer my prayer like that. What the Lord did is that he gave me another job. So I no longer drive 45 minutes, but I drive 10. I was working 8 till 5 in that job. Now I work 8.45 till 4.45. Fridays I finish at four. I can work from home whenever I want to work from home. He keeps me traveling all over the world. I didn't ask for those things. He's blessed me financially, and I'm not saying this for my glory. Remember, this is for his glory. It's been three years from that moment that I got that job. And he's still blessing and pouring and outpouring blessings over my life. But there was one thing that the Lord wanted to do with me in that place. He was ready to activate me as a carrier of the word. And the amount of people I've spoken to about Jesus in that place. I get text messages sometimes saying, Julie, thank you for your prayer to me this morning. Julie, thank you because you made a difference in my life. And I say, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. God is interested in every single person in this place. And he will use one of you. And sometimes through prayer, you don't realize that what you're praying for, it will be even something better, something that you, you, you even can imagine. And this is the amazing thing with God, you know. And, and sometimes, so let's not be discouraged if the Lord doesn't answer the way that we expect him to answer. Because the word says that the later glory will be, will be uh, more glorious than the first one. Yeah. yeah, is that the right verse? I'm still trying to learn the verses in English. But the later glory will be greater than the first glory. And when I got a job in, in Maldon, where I was driving 45 minutes away, I was so blessed at the time. But this glory has sort of gone over that glory. It's been three years. I can still get over it. 
I cannot get over what the Lord has done because he's every day, every day there's something about it where I just, even if it's uh, something I achieve um, successfully in my work, I have no choice but get on my knees and say, thank you, Lord, you've done it again and again and again. And again, so don't be discouraged if your prayer is not answered the way you expect it to be, to be answered. Just trust that if you keep knocking and that you keep asking, you will receive. You will receive, and who knows best than your Father, who's got every single day of your life already written. He knows what's going to happen next year. He knows what's going to happen in 2021. He knows everything about you. Depend on God. Depend on Him. And prayer. Prayer is that golden weapon that the Lord has given us. And what happens as well, as you do this kind of prayer, you activate God's supernatural power. That's the other thing that I've come to know. And, 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 and now I'm, um, I'm so blessed that I'm seeing this happening a lot of the time. As I pray for someone, I pray with, with so much faith, with so much confidence that God is hearing me, that then I see the prayer being manifested. The, the, the answer comes quickly. It's not like you have to wait a month or two to see manifestation. Same day, sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it's the same moment. Sometimes it's the next day. It happens. It just, it just happens. You're activating God's supernatural power. That's, we are inheritors of kingdom of heaven. That's where our home is. We have all these gifts, but just by faith and by having an active act of communication with the Lord, we're going to be able to really activate this. When I started coming to this church six years ago, I was coming here because all I wanted was to seek God. But I had no idea what the Lord had for me in store. All I know is that I sat in that corner there with my husband. We were looking for a church. We were new in Pizzi, and I needed a home. I needed a Christian home. I had been going to a church in Dagenham, where we were living, and it was an African church. So my first church was African. I was full of fire. I was looking for, you know, that loud praying. I love that fire as well. But when I came here, I found love, and that's something I really, really needed. I needed Lord, I needed love, and the Lord knew that, and he sent me to a family that just fits me with love. So I sat in that corner with my husband, and, and they had just come back, the church had just come back from Peterborough Convention, so there wasn't that many people, and all they were doing was singing. I thought, oh, okay, there's only singing here. Okay, well, it's all right, it's close home, okay. But then um, the pastor gave me the microphone, and he said, do you want to say something? And I said, um, no, because I'm very shy. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not shy anymore. <laughs> I'm not shy when it comes to talk about the Lord. I'm not shy. I'm not shy. I'm not shy because the Lord sent me to his house with a purpose. I was praying for a house. I was praying for a family. I was praying. I didn't even know that I needed that love in my life but the Lord did, and he gave me more than what I asked. This church has shown me Jesus. They've shown me that Jesus is a reality that I can experience every day. That whatever I do, if I do it for God's glory, it will be a good thing to do. That as long as I'm not looking at myself, 
and I give glory to God, that's a good thing. He's, this church has taught me that there's a Holy Spirit, that there is a supernatural power, that there is a, there is a purpose for my life. And I thank God that I listened to his voice and I came to this place and now I'm standing here talking about that experience. Praise God for everything he has in store for your lives. For today, you're here for a reason. You're here because God wants to give you more. He might not give you what you want right now, but he's going to give you something better. God always, always answers prayer. He might say yes or he might say no, but he will always answer. And you gotta be grateful for that because when God says no, it's because he's protecting you from something that is not beneficial to you or that is not connected to your purpose. So be grateful for that as well. When I was going through that situation, I was thanking God. God, thank you for this situation. I have no idea why I'm going through this. It's horrible, I don't like it. You can be honest with the Lord. Lord, I don't like it. I don't like it. I can't take another day driving like that. But what he had was 10 times better. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. I'd like to finish with a testimony because earlier I touched on intercession. And through prayer, through the request that we put to God, we can pray for others. And Jesus is very clear about this, that we can also pray for our enemies. And we should be praying for our enemies as well. Blessed are those who pray for the enemies. A few years ago, my mother and my, and my, well, my mom and my dad, they were called by the Lord to start a new ministry with some fellow friends, pastors, they've known for years, and they were called to start a new house. The house was gonna be called House of Prayer. And at the time, they didn't have a building. So my parents put the house, it's, it's quite a big living room, so they said, well, maybe we can start here as a house of prayer, and we'll trust that the Lord will, will take us through the process of, of building this place. So they started with the house of prayer, and at the time, there was only like five or six people going to, to this new ministry. And we had a neighbor downstairs, who started complaining about the music, who started complaining about the loud praying. Um, he started, he called the police a few times. Uh, basically, he started putting um, things against my parents. But the truth of this is that it wasn't this man who was against my parents. It was the enemy against the things of the Lord. But they kept active in prayer. They claim for protection in prayer. They claim for victory in prayer. Okay, so this guy kept going on and on and on. It was years like that, two or three years. At some point, he built um, an extra part of the house that was blocking the lights of our house. So the living room was looking really dark. So that also went to the lawyers and to court, and it was a long process. And every time something was gonna come on my parents and the church's favor, uh, something would block it. We found out that this guy was paying to the, to the court, to the secretary, he was buying people's decisions. Uh, but we kept praying. 
We kept praying that the Lord would get us through. There were so many fines. They were getting letters every week, my parents. But we, we didn't give up. We didn't give up. We kept praying. We kept praying. A couple of months ago, um, I heard my parents were speaking to this guy. And I said, are you talking to the neighbor downstairs? And they said, yes. I said, oh, I thought you didn't get on with each other because of what he's done. At this point, now the Lord has given them a building where they now fellowship. The, the, the church has grown. Uh, there's growth there happening. But um, I said, is this the guy that was attacking you? Are you talking to them, to him? And they said, yes. Uh, we just made peace. And I thought, oh, that's wonderful, because that's what God wants us to do, to forgive. But there was something else. There was something more to that. This guy had been diagnosed with a cancer on the bones. And now this guy, this guy needed the hand of God to help him get through this. And you see, my parents should have said, no. No, because of what you did to us. No, because you were attacking us. No. But the first thing they said is, yes, we can pray for you, and we'll help you. And, they, and that was two months, a two-month process where he received the Lord in his heart. He got baptized. He asked the Lord for forgiveness for everything he had done. He changed. His body was deteriorating, yes. But he said that the night that he was baptized was the only night he had slept in months. In months. To God's glory, the Lord has now taken him. But that's another type of prayer that can be a bit challenging. But the Lord is on our side for these things as well. So we can pray for others. We can pray for ourselves. We gotta be thankful. And when you are running out of hope and you're getting desperate and frustrated about something, just pray with faith and you shall see God's hand. You shall see the glory of God manifest. There is a verse that I took when I was going to, through my, the, the work change situation and it said that um, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God if you believe. When you pray, to make that prayer effective, do it with faith that the Lord is right there in front of you, listening to your prayer. And if you can do it on your knees, on that act of worship and reverence to him, be ready for what the Lord is going to give you because it will be well above your imagination and your dreams. Hallelujah. Thank God for everything he's got for your lives. And for now, I know you won't look at prayer the same way. And that the Lord is speaking to some people this morning, today, because maybe they got fed up of praying because they're not seeing anything. But the Lord is telling you, yes, I do hear your prayer. And I'm going to give you what you need. It might not be what you want, but I'm going to give you what you need because I love you and because I want the best for you. Let's thank God for that. Let's thank God. Let's pray. Let's pray in gratitude to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in everyone's lives. 
Lord, thank you. Thank you for a new day, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for the means of transport to come here today, Lord. Thank you for the finances to put fuel in our cars, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you, got, you have ready for us this week. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can ask and we shall receive. We can declare your word and your word becomes alive in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we, we can even imagine the things that you have for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you, that we can walk in confidence, that we have authority over everything, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can be assured that when we knock, you open the door. Thank you, Lord, that, that when we call, you listen. Thank you, Lord that we're just not wasting our breaths, but those prayers are going right to your ears. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this house. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you're going to keep pouring out over your people. Thank you, Lord, for this is the body, the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for you're going to strengthen some part of the bodies that have gone weak. Thank you, Lord, that you heal every illness in this place by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're always near to us, Lord, that you don't go away. Thank you, Lord, that as we go to sleep, you are right next to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making yourself a reality in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can, we have this heart of love so that we can pray for our enemies. Lord, bless our enemies. Lord, we forgive them. We forgive them because you have taught us to forgive, Lord. We forgive them for any trespasses and anything that we have received from them. Lord, we forgive them. And we pray that if our enemies are people that are lost, that don't have Christ in our lives, we pray we intercede for them, Lord, that they might have a revelation of Jesus Christ in their lives too, Lord, and that they will be a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the rest of this week, Lord. Thank you for all the mighty things you're doing in every corner of the world. Thank you for every church that is fellowshipping right now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for any souls that have just arrived to the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you care about every single thing about us, about our physical pain, about our emotional pain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you take good care of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All glory is for you. All the glory is to you, Lord, because there's no one like you, because you are our Father, because there's no one, no other God, because you are our God, our Father in heaven and Father of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for all the mighty, mighty things, Lord, that you're doing right now as you open heavens right now and you pour out to your people more and more blessing, Lord, more fruits, spiritual fruit, Lord, that will grow, will grow like a little seed of, of, uh, of mustard and then we'll get into a tree, a tree, a very tall tree with strong roots. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you that we can walk in a supernatural atmosphere this morning, Lord. Thank you that we can have a touch of heaven this morning, a taste of heaven, of what heaven is like. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you have given us victory over the enemy, over the adversary. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are winners, that we're more than conquerors in everything we do. Thank 
thank you, Lord, that prayer is accessible, is easy, is possible, Lord, when we call upon the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that prayer is sealed in the name of Jesus, that Jesus seals the prayer, that Jesus puts the seal, the stamp of victory in my prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Thank <laughs> you.